Welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career, and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni, and I will be your host. Today, I'm speaking with Landry Kigaviro, also known as Kiga or DJ Kiga. And I can't wait for you to hear about his experience in music and art and his transition from being a DJ to producing music. Okay, so thank you so much, Landry, for being here uh, with me today. I'm excited to have this chat with you. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I was thinking that the first thing we could do maybe is introduce yourself, like, who you are and what you do in life and how you came to be in Toronto. Uh, my name is Landry Kigaburo, also named as Kiga. I'm a DJ, producer, yeah, just an artist overall. And I was born in Burundi. I grew up in Ethiopia and now I live in Toronto. I came here first to study and yeah, and I ended up being, a, I guess, a DJ, a producer. Okay, so did you always know that you wanted to be a, a DJ and a producer? Or did you always want to do music? I always wanted to do music. I always knew I wanted to be a DJ. Because like, remember at first, like when we were, I was 15, like the English teacher asked us, what do you want to do in life? Who do you want to become? And I, I randomly said DJ, but it wasn't mm -hmm. true. I just wanted to be a rebel, you know? <laughs> I was, you know what, I hate school, I don't like school, like, I feel like school is stupid, and I just want to be a DJ, and I wish, like, school can teach me how to do that, mm -hmm. teaching me other stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, that was just a rebellious thing, but at the end of the day, I knew I wanted to do, to work in music, but I didn't know what. What to, what you wanted to do. So then how did you start DJing from that 15-year-old who was like, I just want to be a DJ out of rebellion <laughs> to actually doing it? Like, what was that process? When did you start? I think it's like, so first of all, I was probably the one that we used to know how to download music. So all oh. my friends and all people at school would ask to burn them some CDs so they can listen or in the car and stuff like that. So I was like kind of the plug. I'm the one to go to for like music, you know? So mm -hmm. slowly everybody was encouraging me to say, yo, you should actually be a DJ and stuff like that. And then slowly it started becoming a reality because like I started like learning about how to use controllers and different equipment. Yeah. And slowly started actually DJing and just getting gigs and stuff like that. So... And then it just went on and it became like, yeah, I guess a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having been to a few of your parties, yeah. I know that the way you, type of songs that you choose are slightly different. It's not like your regular top 40 that we hear like in any other club, right? I think yeah. you make it a point to be a bit different and, and bring in new sounds and make people discover other artists. Can you talk about why some of that? Yeah, because like at the end of the day, I'm not crazy about like the technical skill of being a DJ. Like I'm not crazy about scratch and stuff like that, but I don't know. I really love music. And mm -hmm. I feel like the reason why I DJ is because I want to, I think it's a great way to show my artistry because 
I look at it more as an art form than like an actual job. I see it as a, as a way to express myself and show my feelings, my emotion, and whatever I'm feeling at that moment and share with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always make it sound different because I want it to be me, you know, like a representation, yeah. a reflection of me. Okay, that's so interesting. And then it would make sense that it would be different because yeah. as humans, we don't always feel the same way, right? We yeah. we go through different phases of life and then it would make sense that the music would reflect that. Yeah. Do you think that being being like a third child culture, like a TCK, uh, yeah. influences the way that, that you approach your music? Do you, your influences from like Ethiopia or Burundi or other African countries? Yeah, definitely. It influenced my sound like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I think that's what like, at the end of the day, like the music I play is the influence of every country I've been in or every people I've met around mm-hmm. the world. Made me discover different sounds and different feels and different vibes. So it's just me. It's like, I don't know. I mix it all up and put yeah. it in the music. You know, like it's a fusion of everything I've been influenced by whether it's my friends or travels or just digging for other music because i discover a particular track i'll go and find another one that looks Mm -hmm. a bit similar you know and that's how the library grows and the sound grows too yeah yeah yeah. because that's one of the things that i I really appreciate about your mixes when i listen to them i always feel there are so many artists that I don't know and I'm like oh this is really good <laughs> but I didn't know this person you yeah. know so let me go look into them yeah. so I really appreciate that as thank a listener you, you yeah. know thank you very much um you're welcome do you have a favorite genre that you like or like maybe like an artist of the moment a genre that I like I would say like anything electronic house music I feel like those two music it's a hybrid of a lot of different influences because I feel like mm. that's the sounds that represent me the most. Like I feel electronic and houses. You can mix funk, blues, soul, put African drums into it and just mix it. Yeah, it feels it's a good representation of me. So like favorite genre to play, it will be that. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So Artist let's... at the moment? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of different, but... I would say maybe, I don't know, that's a tough question, but artists that I really like at the moment. I don't know, if I had to say DJs that I look up to at the moment or producers, it would be like Shimza, Black Coffee. Mm-hmm. So those ones would be the ones that I look up to. But And there's there's another one called Buruntuma that's from Guinea-Bissau mm-hmm. that I really, really, really like. And yeah, that's basically... But musicians that I look... It's so many that, like, I don't know who to pick. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. fair. I was just curious to know <laughs> what yeah. uh, what your yeah. answers would be. And some of the names you said, I'm like, I don't know who those are. Yeah. So I have to go do my research. You don't know Black Coffee? <laughs> no, I know Black Coffee, but I don't know Buruntuma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The, that you makes said, sense. You said Guinea-Bissau, right? Yeah, yeah, he's from Guinea-Bissau. But he lives in, he's based in Portugal. Oh, okay, that yeah. would make sense with all the Portuguese influence. Yeah, but he's the one like that really made me want to like shift sound in terms of having DJs because he's like more of a storyteller. Uh huh. So I can relate to it more. 
Because uh-huh. like I feel every time I'm DJing, I want to tell the story, you know. So mm-hmm. like him, he made me approach it differently. So definitely, yeah. he's a big influence. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And that's what I love about exploring and like finding out new things because you always learn of new ways that people are doing things that you didn't necessarily know about. Yeah. And then you can sort of adapt from there and, and sort of make it your own, build it your own, add it to your own skill set. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think you talked about some of the things that you like, yeah. like you want to show artistry. It's a way to show your emotions, to, to make people react and make them feel something. What are some of the challenges that you encounter? Just people not understanding that it's artistry. Like a lot of time when you go in places, people are just there to have fun. They're not there to actually understand your art. So like they just want to hear the music that used to, or like they play at house, you know. But I'm like, if you want to do that, then just take your iPod, play the music and stay at home, drink and enjoy yourself, you know. (laughs) That's the kind of challenge I face. Okay. Like, I feel like people don't really appreciate the art and just... They do, some of them do, but like a lot don't like appreciate it. They just want to hear music that they're familiar with. Yeah, makes sense. I laughed because when you were saying that, I remember this meme that I saw a couple of days ago yeah. about song requests. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> yeah, with the bird box thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. song request. Yeah, exactly. The bird box meme, song yeah. request that the DJ doesn't see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it kind of then, it hit a, I don't know how to say it. So I marqué un point, you know, because I was like, oh, I've been that person who wants to do a song <laughs> request, you know. But I guess it's like you as your DJ, you also have, an idea of what you would like to share, right? And an yeah. idea of the way that you would want to do things. Yeah, because, like, know? you go there, prepare, like, your playlist, uh, your set list, whatever. Yeah. And then one day. But sometimes, like, I'm not even going to lie, like, people that come and ask for requests can save your life. Because yeah. sometimes you just don't know what you're going to play next. And like, <laughs> somebody comes up with, like, a great song that could come together. And yeah. Like, oh, thank you. So, like, yeah. it's always good to hear it but like sometimes like some people are harassing so this one is different if i tell you like if i say okay and i didn't play it for like three four songs that means i'm not playing it so just leave it (laughs) but if i just play it then you know uh, you had a good one okay that's fair you don't want people coming back (laughs) twice three times four times yeah yeah but a lot of them they do that because like with alcohol like people are just so demanding yeah 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 Uh, Okay, so apart from people being demanding, do you find it straight, I guess, easy to, like, find venues or to find... Because I feel like a big part of DJing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is sort of having a crowd of people that, that know you, you know, like, and that will come to your parties and the whole promotion side. How do you deal with that? How do you manage that? To be honest, like, at first, like, the goal was to, like, play a lot of gigs and stuff like that. So, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, pushing and, like, doing whatever venues and stuff like that. But, like, I understood that, like, I was more than a DJ when I recognized that I was, like, an actual artist. That's mm-hmm. when I was, like, I need to lay low and build, like, my fan base. So that's why I started, like, making original music. 
Because mm-hmm. like I feel like that's the only way like you can actually build and like create your atmosphere and like build like a core fan base around your actual song, you know? Yeah. So okay, and that's true, right? Because now you are sort of building your brand as DJ Kiga and like yeah. I, you do different music. I know that if I come to some of your parties, I'm not going yeah. to get the music that I would get in any other club. And so yeah. even yeah. if let's say you throw one party a month or every yeah. other month or something like that, yeah. it's different. And people who you attract will be yeah. your people, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm, so now cool. I recently came back to it. Like I haven't DJed a lot like this year because like I was more into like producing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I have this monthly party that like I'll do every month. So that way is to build the hype for like when I release original music. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, now I like I found a good venue that like understands my vision and they support me and the sound system is nice. But in Toronto, it's very challenging because there's not a lot of venue because there's only condos everywhere. There's no yeah. They keep shutting down all the good venues, so it's quite challenging. Yeah, your monthly party is called Kuruza, right? That's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, it's called Cruiser. Okay, sounds good. So let's talk about that shift into producing. Uh, What made you want to start producing your own music? How is that going so far? Uh, Yeah, just like I was saying, I felt like the only way like people can really understand like what I'm trying to do is like by making my own music. Mm. If I don't give them like my vision or like the sound that I want to build or like what I'm trying to create, then they will never understand. If I keep playing other people's music, they would never understand like where I'm trying to go and what I'm about and like where I want to take my artistry, you know? So like that's when I started like producing. And I also love executive producing too because like Mm -hmm. I'm not a patient person. Yeah. So, like, when I work with an artist, like, it's very hard to, like, actually produce for him because, like, him, too, he has his own vision of the song. Yeah. So, it's, like, quite, like, it can take so much time while it shouldn't. So, yeah. if you have good chemistry with the artist, like, it can work easy. But, like, a lot of time, like, it's hard to, like, just be patient and be, like, make it, like, a vision of both people, you know? Yeah, of course. So, like, I would like more into, like, if I work with an artist, like, I would just, like, he'll send me maybe his song or, like, a demo, and then I'll add a little bit of stuff and what I think would be good, and then build in from there, you know? Is that what executive producing is? I was going to ask you the difference between, what's the difference between executive producing and then producing? So, executive producing is, like, more like, okay, let's say, like, somebody is, like, making an album. Yeah. So, like, the executive producer will help out with the storyline, the track mm. list, mm-hmm. making sure, like, the sound is, like, cohesive mm-hmm. so that it can, like, actually sound like an album. Because, like, an album is this not, like, a collection of songs. It's actually, like, usually a storyline or, like... Yeah. So, like, that's what an executive producer does. Like, he would just... Maybe he'll add, like, a little bit of, like, on the beat, but not necessarily... Mm. It can be like a, another producer that made it, mm-hmm. and then he can just maybe add a little stuff or like tell him to do the voice like this and that, and just make he he's just helping like make the album like cohesive. Basically. Yeah, like basically like bringing the vision together. 
yeah. for the album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also a difference between beatmaker and producer, which is like, yeah, there's a lot of different things. Okay, so tell me. That's what I want to know. So what's yeah. the difference between a beatmaker and a producer? So a beatmaker is like, it can be like somebody just makes the beat at home and send it to the artist and like the, the song is done, you know? Okay. So that's like, you just made the beat. Yeah. But like a producer, like you actually build it with the artist, like... Oh. So you will tell them like make their voice like that. I think we should do that, or like you really like influence like the whole song. Mm. But a big maker, like he just sends the beat and just be like, oh okay, cool, the song is out. Okay, cool. He has no other uh, opinion. On it. Yeah, yeah, no other input. So maybe then the producer could take the beat of another beat maker and then yeah. change it to match what the artist is trying to do, right? Like, that's okay. what a lot of people do. Like, okay. if you listen to, like, Swiss Beats' last album, that's mostly what he did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. And so for you, when you say you want to be a producer, yeah. well, you want to produce your own music, where you make, like, your own EP, yeah. and then you want to help other artists by being an executive producer. Yeah, or actually being a producer, like, actually, like, I could take, like, another beat maker and, like, help the the artist, like, get to where he wants to go, you know? But, like, I don't want to be, like, doing, like, like, the beat itself, like, at the beginning, I don't see myself doing that and just, I'll just, like, have a conversation with, like, the artist and see what he's trying to build and, like, I'll help them get to their vision. So finding the right producer to work with, finding the right band or, like, live instruments to put in yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of things coming in when you do a song. Like, sometimes, like, I don't... Like, when I was a kid, I didn't see that there was so much work. Like, I thought it was so easy. It was just, like, you're inspired, you just do it. And it's yeah. Like, ah, it's not at all. Like, there's so much that you can do and add. And it's, like, really teamwork, you know? Yeah, and it's very hard because like every artist is like has their own ego, their own vision, and on mm -hmm. whatever. So it's like, yeah, working with people like that is very, very, very challenging. And but at the same time, the more challenging it is, the more rewarding it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because yeah. once once it's done and you see how it's all come together, that's it. Like this is why we we're <laughs> suffering. Yeah, you know. Exactly. exactly. Um, so do you see yourself doing that? Like in Toronto, is there a demand for it um, in Canada? Or would you want to move elsewhere eventually? How do you see that going? Well, to be honest, like, I feel like all my life I've been fighting to find, like, a home. Because, like, I mm -hmm. never felt at home in my yeah. life. Yeah. So I feel like in Toronto, I finally found, like, a place I can call, I guess, home. Yeah. So I see myself, like, at least building the foundation here. Okay. So after that, like, I definitely would like to move somewhere in Africa, where yeah. they, wherever the opportunity, the opportunity comes from. But yeah. I think the foundation and, like, my core community has to be built, like, in Toronto and around the area, like, in Canada or, like, the United States. Like, I think it should be, like, the foundation should be here and then grow from there and, like, on the in in Africa, that would be yeah. the ideal. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and I can totally relate to the where is home. Yeah. <laughs> the whole challenge of where, where do you see yourself setting a foundation and sort of living there for a few years, you know, yeah. like uh, it's a whole other story. And then so from BJ, start as a BJ, then start producing and to create your own well, to more like to share your vision and share who you are and what yeah. you want to, to achieve and, and share with the world. Like what advice would you give to someone who's trying to be a producer? Or, someone that, or a somebody, hmm. Hmm, I think it's like, the only advice I would say is just like find yourself, like know who you are, like really like learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's the only way like you can like differentiate yourself from everybody else, you know, cause like mm-hmm. it's easy to play the songs that like everybody likes. And like, if you practice, like you can be great at like the techniques too. So if you like play the songs that everybody like and you don't like challenge people or like make something different, mm-hmm. another kid will come and do the same thing. You know, everybody knows the, the hot songs. So like, all you have to do is practice the technical skills and, like, another person will replace you, you know. So I yeah. think it's very important to, like, who you are, what makes you different, and keep challenging yourself, like, getting out of your comfort zone and just doing something that makes you unique and different so that you can have longevity, like, be here for a long time because you can't be replaced. There's no other you, you know? Yeah, and I think that's why most people, they end up usually quitting, like they, if they start as DJs and then they sort of get discouraged and they're like, this is not working, it's too hard. And they just give up and go do something else, like get another job or yeah, change career paths when maybe that they really wanted to do it, but they didn't find a way of, of finding their own voice, like you said. Yeah. No, I definitely understand because like it's very draining, very... Because like when you play like every like let's say like you play every weekend and like the crowd is like there to just enjoy the music Mm -hmm. and like you feel like you feel useless at a certain point like you feel like oh i'm just like playing the music that they like and i don't have any opinion about it so Mm -hmm. it's kind of so it's very draining so I, i can completely understand like people quitting and just giving up and just moving on to something yeah, it's definitely understandable. Okay, so know who you are and find your own voice, basically, because yeah. that's sort of what guides you. And actually, that's really good advice because it can be applied to any area of, of life, right? Like, not even just DJing, just life as humans and the yeah. decisions that we make every day, you yeah, know? Definitely. definitely, for sure, um, for sure. So now I know you're busy and you have another project as well. Uh, with the clothing line um tell us a bit about that one oh so like uh yeah i started it like we like i think it came out the idea was like i think it came we had the idea like in 2009 2010 but we always wanted to like do clothes because we liked clothes and like Mm -hmm. we wanted to look fresh and like um yeah just create our own thing so Mm -hmm. I think, okay, I'm going to put it like this, like, because I think this is important. So I feel like 
my goal in life is just like to master the art of storytelling. So okay. whether it's like, and I want to use all medium, like all like different platforms or like way to like tell my stories, whether it be clothes, whether it be music. I want to get into films too later on, but oh, I think wow. that's going to mm-hmm. be the, the last part. But like, yeah, it's just like, for me, it's like to master the art of storytelling and just like, because I feel like that's the only way to like leave a legacy in this world and just also mm-hmm. like, that's where that's when you also push yourself to know yourself best, you know, like you really like dig deep to like find out who you are and like, people actually will know exactly who you are. So like, I feel like you're in control of your own destiny. Like you create your own narrative and like, that's what like excite me and just like, keeps me like, that's what I want to do. So I feel like the closing part is also part of my vision too. And okay. I feel uh, like I always wanted to have like my own clothesline because like, I wanted to have like something that like create clothes and like build a story around it. But mm-hmm. yeah, the closing line is called Mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mommy means king in like Kiwundi and Kinyaranda. Kinyaranda. Yeah, I love that name. <laughs> I was like, yes, I want to be Miami too. You know? yeah. And the idea was it like we always would, would draft like different names from like different parts of Africa because they're from, they're, my partners are from Senegal. So mm-hmm. they have found other words, but like, I don't know why they resonate with mommy. Yeah. And the reason why I chose, like I gave that name is because I wanted something that like, I asked myself, like, what do we aspire to be? And like I said, we aspire to be kings, you know? And yeah. Kings in a sense, not in the sense of like having, ruling a nation or a kingdom or like something like that. I feel like mm-hmm. the kingdom is like your body. So like, as soon as you control like your whole body, like, and you, like, control your thoughts and, like, know exactly who you are, then you become a king, you know? Yeah. And that's what we aspire to be. And I feel like with those clothes, it's, like, sharing, like, our influences. Like, the same way I approach music, that's how we approach, like, I guess, the clothes. Mm-hmm. Because my partner, he's, like, an artist, like, a visual artist more. Like, mm-hmm. he paints and do sculptures and... Like, he's good at photography and videos, too. That's and awesome. the other is, like, also a producer. So, like, it's kind of the same way we approach, like, our art is the same way we approach the clothes. Mm. So it's a mix of, yeah. Do you sell them in Canada? Not yet, right? Not yet, not yet. Because, okay. like, we, we're trying to produce and, like, produce more so that we can ship, like, worldwide. Because, like, right now we're just, like doing limited quantity and like it's kind of hard to like just produce like for like shipping worldwide yeah yeah no yeah retail is not an easy world huh? like producing no, no. and then finding the right quality finding the workforce yeah. and find and then pricing it uh, appropriately you know yeah, yeah so that just... you, people can still like buy it and afford it yeah but, but everybody's on the quality. Yeah, everybody is on their own journey, and I know at some point, like, everything will come together. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm so excited for you, man. I can't <laughs> wait to see it all come together. You yeah. know, like, I know you're working hard on it, and, and working hard on, like, your EP, and 
just like I think because I've known you for a few years now, sort of seeing the growth and the evolution, it's sort of like, oh my God, what next? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's always fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like scary, but at the same time, it's so exciting. I don't know. Yeah, but I think uh, like you said, at the end of the day, it's you want to leave your legacy and you want to know that you did what you could do in this world and, and you left your own mark, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like I don't, I don't want to have. Ways. I want to be like a great father, and then I can't be a father, and like my kid is telling me like he wants to do that, and I'll be like, you can do anything in the world, you didn't even try, you know. So mm. I'm like, nah, I can't accept that. Like if I have to tell my kid, yeah, you can do anything, like I have to really believe it and make him believe it, you know. Okay. And that's like, okay. That's okay. like I can't accept that. Like I have to be like at least I tried. Yeah. To do. And if I come, like, I don't know, like, I feel like if you accomplish, like, everything you dream, like, you free everybody around you, like, everybody that ever had a dream would be like, yo, Landry did it, like, I knew yeah. him, like, he was, like, doing that, and uh, now he made it happen, so, like, everybody yeah. around you just becomes, like, so inspired and just go on with, like, whatever they want to do, so that's the goal, like, I just feel like I was fortunate enough to have, like, all the privileges given by my parents. And now mm -hmm. it's, like, about, like, doing what's best, what I think I can do best in the world and just hopefully inspire others to do the same, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So how do you find time to do all of this? You know? How do you find uh, time? Mm -hmm. The time, like... <laughs> That's the only thing, that's your, like, that's your job, that's your, like, everything. So, like, you have to find time because that's what you want to do. So, like... <laughs> so, you create, you compromise on other things. <laughs> yeah, you find the time. And then the only problem is when you're not inspired, where, like, that becomes a struggle. Like, when oh. you have no ideas and, like, when you have, like, you're in drought. Like, that's the hard part. But uh, if you're inspired, then you're going to find the time. <laughs> Like, you, it's not hard. Like, if that's what you want to do, then you will find time. Definitely, definitely. It depends on what's your priority, you know? Yeah, that's so true. No, it's so funny because the way you were like, what time? Time is not my problem. Time is not a problem But when you talk to a lot of people, time, they're like, well, I can't do this because I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I think that, like you yeah. said, maybe it's a question of prioritizing and, and knowing what you want to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because like I feel like a lot of people, like it's not... Like you say, I think it's not that priority. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, without art, like, I don't feel anything. Like, the mm. world, like, is so boring. It's so, like, depressing and, like, just so bad. But, like, with art, like, it's like a product of your imagination. So everything you want mm. in the world or, like, feel like is needed, you can mm -hmm. create it with your art, you know? Yeah. And that's how you feel, fill up, like, every emptiness or any bad moments that you have. That's how you, like, cope with it. Because or else I, I'm like, yo, I'd rather be dead, you know, basically. Because, like, there's nothing in the world the world has to offer. So I'm like, I'm good, yeah. Okay, so makes it sense. De it depends on what's your priority. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I understand that people, some other people, they feel like they don't have time because, like, they, they actually have, like, a job that's, like... Keeping demanding. Them, yeah, that's demanding and keeping them busy. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. So where do you draw your inspiration from? You said that sometimes you just don't feel inspired. So what usually 
helps you get inspired? Conversations with people. Mm. I watch a lot of like films, interviews, just like looking, studying other people, you know, like how they made it happen and how they like build the certain songs or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also like just listening to music and just, yeah, sometimes you'll come across a song and be like, ooh. Yeah. This one is special and it'll give you an idea for a song or a beat or a sample. And so that can come. For, but I think the most duration comes mostly from conversation, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then, so with all of this going on, what's next? Where do you see yourself in like five years? So uh, now that I have like my monthly party called Kuza, like I'm mm-hmm. going to do that for every month. And then when I released the uh, like original music, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Kuruza is like a collective. Because like it's not only me; it's like the, every artist that I'm working with, like they're part of also Kuruza. Oh wow, nice! So mm-hmm. the goal is to like everybody dropping original music, mm-hmm. and most of it like will be executive produced by me. You know, so like that's the goal. So like if everybody drops their original product this year yeah um next year like if everybody is like happy with like what we did and like the response are good i want it to become a label yeah that that way like we can i can help like other artists and just have like a medium to like release music from like people that i appreciate or i think that are super talented you know yeah yeah and when I do that, like, I want to go on tour. Like, if when I have my original music and I produce my, release my own music, the goal is to be able to showcase it to the world. So, like, travel around the world and showcase my music. Yeah. So, that's, like, in five years. So, yeah. I'm hoping to have a label, go on tour, having mommy being shipped worldwide and... Next thing, in in five years, I'll start thinking about, like, owning, like, uh, I would like to have, like, some sort of venue where I can have everything together. Yeah. Where I can, like, showcase the music, the art, and have people eat, drink there, too. So, like, I don't know yeah. where I'm going to build that, but at least uh, I'm not thinking about it now, but that'll be the uh, goal for sure that I'll be thinking about in the next five years. Yeah. So, yeah. So, wow, yeah. I'm so excited. I wish you like the best of luck with all of these. They're like huge, huge goals, you know? Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely they're, attainable. But yeah, I think definitely it's possible and we'll see how it goes, you know? Yep. Where there is a will, there is a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you have told your younger self? So let's so, say. You're young, so like, let's say you 10 years ago when you were first starting or your 15-year-old rebellious self, what would you have told yourself? Trust your instincts. Okay. Like, trust your instinct and, yeah, just trust your feels, you know? Like, when you're feeling something, just do it. Don't be thinking, oh, my, my parents will be pissed or, like, they will be, like, they will not, like, be proud of me or, like, they will not be, like... Like, just society is not, just don't believe in whatever society tells you. Just believe in what you have in your heart and whatever you feel, just do it, you know? Yeah. 
too. Yeah, and, and I think that's so important because technically you have gone such a different field from what we are expected <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, so I think that, and I'm sure that was not easy at first to explain and convince, you know, no, that this be, was the right like path. It, it wasn't hard for me because, like, I'm just not a person that expressed myself. So, like... My parents didn't know, like, I wanted to do that. It's just, like, I didn't, I didn't like, voice my opinion. It's just, like, mm. I would just shut up and just keep it, it to myself yeah. and just do things, which is bad, but because they would have accepted it if I boasted my opinion. Mm. But I didn't voice anything, you know? I just shut up and just do whatever I had to do. But yeah, if I had voices my opinion, like, I feel like they, they would have definitely supported me. And it's just that... I was so convinced that, like, it wasn't, I'm not ready to do it. So I didn't push myself. Okay, so maybe by sharing it earlier, then maybe you would have had even more support than you thought you had. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if I shared it earlier, like, a lot. Like, really, when I told the teacher, like, at 15, like, I should have went. And told my dad, that's really what I want to do. And, like, the whole family would be, like, making sure that, like, I stay focused on that, you know? Mm. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, because, like, I definitely feel like they would have supported me, like, as, since I was a like, kid. But yeah. I was just, like, uh, I was like, nah. It's, you're like, nah. Everybody around you is, like, trying to inspire to do different things. And, like, it's yeah. not really. And you're like, nah, how am I going to do that? And I'm like, so you just give up. Yeah. And I think I think it's something that is a disservice to ourselves, but I think we're starting to get better at it because we see more Africans doing it. Like it's more acceptable now, you know? And so I feel like if somebody came to me and was like, Oh, I wanna be a DJ or I wanna be a producer, now you're like, Oh, okay, sure, yeah, go do it. Like good luck, all of this. Whereas before you were like, What do you mean? you know like that is not a path you know but but no I'm definitely excited for you and obviously you have a lot of on your hands and a lot of different projects going on so it's all going to build into something greater you know yeah yeah definitely 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 for sure yeah so where can we find you the internet so it's on every social media is Kigaland, so K-I-G-A-L-A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And I think also on Mixcloud is, yeah, it's Kigaland too. Everywhere is just Kigaland. And so Mixcloud, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, you do Twitter too? I don't have you on Twitter, but I don't have Twitter. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't use it, but like, I don't it's use it there. as much. Yeah, yeah, but it's there, you know. Like especially when a new song comes out, like I, I want to see people's reaction on Twitter, so I always go mm. check it out. Yeah. And uh, you said you have a website too. Yeah, I'm working on it, so it will be okay. Kigaland too. So everywhere okay. is going to be just Kigaland. Everywhere is Kigaland, and how can I help you or anybody who listens yeah. to the show? The only way to help is just love and encouragement. It's just like, that's all I need. Like, that's all I need. Like, people just saying, yo, I appreciate what you do. I just giving, like, constructive criticism. Like, I think yeah. you should do better on this or that. Like, I just don't want people to say, yo, I fucking hate what you do. Or, like, yeah, I hate what you do. It's, 
if you're not like giving me like how I can be better, just yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's like I said, what do you not like and like what would resonate more for you rather than yeah. just yeah, just dislike yeah. and just anger and that doesn't yeah. really serve you and help yeah. you in any way. Yeah, um, so any final. Love. Yeah, yeah, just love and encouragement. Yeah, that's all I need. Like people saying, I love what you do and like uh, keep going. Yeah. And if they like what they do, they share with their friends, they share with uh, whatever people they're around. And that's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, any final words? Thoughts? Yeah. Um, final word. May you all be free. That's all I say. And find peace. That's it. I love that. May we all be free and find peace. <laughs> Man, fighting things is not easy, huh? <laughs> no, it's very, 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 very hard. There's too much noise in the... Yo, trust me. <laughs> so, I am uh, very guilty of that. So. <laughs> so finding peace is, like, very important. But I think you... Hopefully you reach a point where, like, you know, you're at peace. Yeah, that's true. That's the goal. That's the goal, like you said. Yeah. But, like, you know? I feel like people are at peace and kids. You know, and I I agree, actually. And you can sort of see, you see it, uh, I'm starting to see it with, like, my uncles and my parents. They've just gotten to a point where they're just like, ah, it's life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, yeah, definitely. Uh, and children, too, of course, because they don't know better. And us, we're the ones here stressing out, thinking it's the end of the world when yeah. something happens. Yeah, you know, rather than sort of learning how to take it in stride. Yeah. And uh, I like, wanted to wish you all the practice. best for your podcast. And I hope you oh. meet, like amazing people have conversations that change your life. I make you find your freedom and your peace. Thank man. you. So, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for sticking with me and sharing all your insights and yeah. knowledge about your music and your artistry you know yeah all right no worries thank you very much for having me and i uh, hope i'll see you at cruza one day yes when yeah. i come to toronto yeah what did you think of the conversation that you just heard don't hesitate to leave us comments on the facebook group or on the website jazalikmar.com as the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like, and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving, and keep shining.